Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and it is an absolute pleasure to be here with you all today. We are kicking off today with our first interview for season six. Today, you're going to hear from one of my incredible clients, Louise O'Reilly, and we are talking all about creating inclusive spaces. Louise is a Warrenunga woman, a coach, consultant, blogger, writer, radio presenter, and an online course creator who focuses on cultural inclusion and diversity. And we'll talk about why we say cultural inclusion and diversity rather than diversity and inclusion in this episode and anti-racism work for people who support equality, for people who want to learn and take action, but are unsure about where to even start. And she has a specific passion for supporting women in business to create inclusive spaces. Louise's dream is to stimulate co-creation of a more inclusive world where everyone feels free to be their authentic self while knowing they are valued and belong. Outside of business, Louise was freelance writing for Amnesty International, a Miss NADOC Perth finalist, a radio host, and is part of an Australian-first Aboriginal-led visionary 10-year project designed to create social change and reconciliation in Borloo in Perth. I absolutely love this woman and we are so graced with her presence today and her wisdom and her energy as she helps us to understand this area of work that is so important for all of us to understand in her beautiful, unique, loving, kind way that she teaches on this topic. Now, I came into contact with Louise earlier this year when I had shared a post on my Instagram about being an Aboriginal woman and one of my amazing friends saw my post and shared it in her Facebook group and tagged Louise in that Facebook group to share her introduction to culturally inclusive language course that she was running at the time. I saw her information and thought I have to know this woman and then went and signed up for her course right away and then joined her for this amazing course that she's actually offering with an incredible discount for you all, which is 100% off. (laughs) So Louise is generously, incredibly generously giving all of our listeners here today, 100% off her introduction to culturally inclusive language online course. I'm going to share the link for it in the show notes for this episode. So if you would like to check it out, definitely go and grab your copy. Uh, That's so generous of Louise to do that. Anyway, I went through her course and I was absolutely blown away with the way she teaches on this topic. What I love about Louise is that she teaches with this really beautiful perspective of personal development and purpose and belonging, which we love talking about here on this podcast, in the context of inclusion and diversity. The way that she speaks about this topic is completely unique and so incredibly 
loving, kind, accepting, and all of the amazing things. I really feel so held by Louise in every single space. And I've just been in absolute awe of her. So it's been my absolute delight to have Louise in the incredible Holistic Business Mistress Mind in 2020. And I have had the pleasure of also being supported by Louise on a one-to-one level uh, through her inclusion and diversity coaching for business owners. She has been helping me to look at my business in new ways, but also, and most importantly, to look at myself in new ways. And she has been a crucial person behind me feeling confident to do acknowledgements of country and also to share more about my journey as a white presenting Aboriginal woman here in Australia. And I can't tell you how helpful this has been for unpacking culture in my life as well, which was something that I really felt disconnected from. So if you were called after listening to this episode to find out more about Louise, I highly encourage you to join her Facebook community and also to take advantage of that incredible offer she is offering to all of you. All right, everybody, I've got one final announcement before we dive into this episode, and that is just to let you all know that I've just released the details for a really awesome month-long holistic business extravaganza that I'm running for all of you in this incredible community. You can find all the details at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash holistic business month. But basically, in short, I am sharing a whole swag of holistic business trainings over the next month from the 11th of November. And you're also going to have holistic workshops to support you with self-care for you as a business owner. Well, I've got some really amazing special guests coming on. And as for the holistic business trainings, they're all going to be to support you, of course, to elevate your confidence, your visibility, your connection and your impact in your business. And the reason I'm running this now is because I know that we're all feeling (laughs) a little bit disconnected or the momentum hasn't quite been there or we felt the emotional toll of holding space for both ourselves and our clients this year. And I can really feel the energy starting to open up, even though I know for many of you, you've gone back into lockdown, which I know is extremely hard. And so I want to use this new opening that we're all moving forward into to really help all of you reignite that spark in your business and take care of you because you are so crucial to your business. So this is 100% free. It's complimentary. Let all your business friends know about it as well. Let's all enjoy a co-creation over one month while we really treat ourselves and treat our businesses. All right, everybody, let's now dive on in to the episode. Hey, Louise, welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. I am feel like I'm going to burst with excitement. Um, I'm so excited to share knowledge, to talk with all your beautiful listeners um, and to see where this amazing conversation goes because I always find with podcasts that the expansion is always ends up being a lot more than what you came into that conversation with. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. 
Yes, I love that. It takes its own twists and turns and you walk away realizing something, right? Like that's what conversation gives us both as the people within the conversation, but also as the people listening in. It's realizations. Mm -hmm, That's for sure. So cool. Well, I am so excited to have you here as well. As I was, as we were chatting about beforehand, this is a really special moment for both of us. And I um, have been really feeling into just how special it is to have you here. And I'm so excited for everybody who listens to this amazing podcast to be able to know you and to learn more about your story and for me to learn more about your story, because there's always just so much to learn about one another. So thank you for one, being you, and thank you for being here, Louise, today. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm just, you know, I feel so blessed and honoured to be here and be able to have this conversation. Um, Really, from my heart, thank you. My pleasure. So, Louise, to get us started, can you let us know in your own words a little bit about who you are and who you serve in the world today? I always find these conversations so interesting because the way I I introduce myself is never the same twice. And it's really amazing because how we co-create together requires me to speak to you and your audience in a different way every single time. So something that I'm here to do in the world is I'm a storyteller and um, I am a Warawarunga Aboriginal woman. Um, I My pronouns are she and her. Uh, I'm here to teach people about inclusion, uh, to talk about how we all lose when we're discriminating against each other and how we all win. Every single person on the planet wins and is uplifted and is expanded when we look at inclusion and how we include each other and look at maybe some of the things we've done in the past or the way that we're living in the present and start to identify how that's not helping, um, you know, our fellow people out. Mm. Uh, That's not not doing good for any of us and is causing pain. And so I start to look at really how do we as individuals make those changes in the world, create what I call ripples of inclusion in the world, um, which connect us as people. We don't, we to, to change our view, to no longer look at each other as what makes us different. So how do we belong to different groups, but look at, what makes us the same and what makes us different, which also makes us belong to each other and fit in the same group um, uh, as people and to really celebrate and honour and love and be interested in and, in, and you know, um, intrigued by the differences that we have, the differences in our culture and look at how when we have inclusion, that is the spark that starts diversity, real genuine diversity. And when we have that diversity, that's the key to our amazing innovation of humanity, of any, of our businesses, of anything that is us because we bring in so much more knowledge, so much more experience, so many more perspectives. And all that does is expand every single one of us. So that's the kind of stuff that I do. I do 
online courses and I and I speak and I do master classes and I coach and do consulting. So I do like a whole bunch of different stuff. But at the end of the day, it's how do I help people as individuals make those impacts in their lives, in their businesses, in their community, and then ripple out into the entire world. So it is pretty massive. Um, and I have never explained or um, introduced myself in that way before. So that's really exciting. It's a new expansion of myself already. So thank you to you <laughs> and to your listeners for opening that up for me. I'm feeling really super excited now about this. I love that. I love, you know what, and I think, isn't it, it it's so normal that every time we, you know, are asked to introduce ourselves that it would be different because we as people are always growing and evolving and understanding ourselves mm-hmm. more and in different ways every single day and especially, you know, just through life experiences. And then on added to that, if you're someone like us who's really into personal development and all of these things, like we're just constantly learning more about ourselves, which also allows us to show that to others as well and to then celebrate our differences and what also connects us all. I just wanted to say something. You, I love how you mentioned inclusive, inclusivity sparks diversity. Yeah. And as, I, as you were saying that, I just had these words come to me and I thought that's so true because the more we feel able, welcome to be ourselves to be seen as ourselves, the more everybody else around us gets to see and celebrate that uniqueness and mm-hmm. those differences and that diversity. So if mm-hmm. we don't feel safe to be to show ourselves, our real selves, our differences and what, you know, connects us and what might be the same as others, then nobody gets to celebrate and enjoy that difference and that connection. No, not at all. And so I work in the inclusion and diversity space and I say it in that order for a reason. Um, Lots of people say diversity and inclusion, but at the very base you cannot have true, genuine diversity if you don't have inclusion first. So that's why I really focus on inclusion and teaching people how to create inclusive spaces starting from within you've got to create that inclusive space for yourself and all that you are and then you start to understand when you start including your own self because we're taught we're conditioned not to love ourselves um, and all of our differences we're taught to conform and that conformity brings about non-inclusion within ourselves. So once you start to understand that complete inclusion of your of yourself, you can start to see in the world how you can start creating new spaces in all the places that you are. That could be in person, in your homes, that could be online, that could be in your businesses or your workplaces. It could be anywhere. Um, and there is there is diversity in spaces, but I don't call it genuine diversity. It's Those types of places are when quite often in workplaces where they have uh, these key performance indicators, where they have these targets of having inclusion and a certain percentage of people need to be marginalised groups or whatever whatever their, their target is. And so they go out searching for those people to fit those boxes. 
But what they're not doing is they're, they're inviting these people to come into these spaces that are not safe. Mm. They are not safe for them to be those marginalised people. They are not safe for them to speak. Um, to They're definitely not heard. They may sit at a table, but they are not valued mm. and their input is not taken on board. And often because that space is not safe to begin with, they will not even give you the real stuff mm. that they feel they need to say. They won't give you the genuine stuff because it's just completely unsafe for them to do that. They can, they've got to consider things like their jobs, they got to consider how they will be treated in those workplaces, their, their workplace relationships. They have to think about um, lots of different aspects of it. It's just not an okay space for them. Uh, so I always say, you know, we can't focus on any kind of diversity until you've made the space inclusive. And when you know you've made the space inclusive is those marginalised people will come without being prompted. You do not need to put out a specific ad or job role or um, a specific advertisement to have those marginalised people come to you because you've created that inclusive space. They know it's safe for them. They want to be there. They want to be in those safe spaces. Oh, I love this, Louise. So um, diversity is the result of inclusion and it first starts with you and yourself as an individual mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then it's about creating those inclusive spaces yeah so I would love to know you've mentioned a couple of words that I've been writing down because I love taking notes and writing down what jumps <laughs> out at me it just gives me so much delight um a question I wanted to ask you is what does a an inclusive space feel like to you an inclusive space feels like a space where you can be completely free to be yourself, your authentic self. You go into it and you do not feel like you're being judged. You do not feel like you have to perform in a certain way. You do not feel like you have to speak in a certain way or conform to any types of ideas or concepts that the group already may have shared or had. It's a space where it's all okay to be just completely you, mm. exactly the way you are. Yeah, I love this. Okay. And I, I just love talking about this in terms of how it feels mm -hmm. because as people listen to this and think about either your own businesses or your work environments or your home environments or the space you create for yourself, when we think about the feelings, that's there's so many different ways of creating that. But if we yeah. are looking for, well, I want a space that feel where I feel free to be myself, where it feels yeah. authentic, where I don't feel like I need to perform, that feels safe, where I feel valued, where I feel like I can be real, mm -hmm. that's an inclusive space. And yeah. it's all about how your body really feels in the spaces itself. So so that's a beautiful, uh, that's beautiful for you finding inclusive spaces, for creating it for yourself and also creating spaces where you're also holding space with others. Yeah, and the thing with it is, you know, even if you don't identify as belonging to a marginalised group, mm -hmm. you still know what the feeling 
of feeling like you belong somewhere or don't belong somewhere or feeling like you're not wanted in a space or not welcome or not safe in a space. We all, as humans, know those feelings. So when you can really tap into, okay, well, that is the feeling, I may be unconsciously giving in my my workplace or my business um, or my home or, or my community group, whatever space it is, you might be unconsciously putting out that energy by the, the way that we do certain things, the way we speak, the, the different kinds of symbols that we use. There's so many different ways in our culture that we can create those spaces and make it unsafe or non-inclusive or exclusive. Mm. Um, and that can be completely um, unconscious. Yeah. Because in our culture we are taught There are certain social things that are acceptable and other things that are unacceptable. And in the westernised culture, certainly in Australia, it is acceptable to exclude marginalised people and it's okay and we don't see it because it's seen as socially acceptable. Mm. So until we start bringing awareness to what our, so what I bring it back to a lot of the time is our values. Mm. So do you value things like equality? Do you value things like oneness and community and all those beautiful kind of togetherness stuff where everyone is loved and respected? Mm. If you have those kind of values and you hold those values and then you have a look at the way some of those spaces are operating, you can start to see they don't align with your values. Mm. And what give what gives us those answers as to whether they're not aligned is our bodies. Mm. Our bodies tell us when things don't feel aligned with our values and who we are. So quite often um, you might be in the presence of another person and they are seen as, I'm doing quotation marks, different in some way you may feel uncomfortable within yourself. Now, sometimes we convince ourselves that that uncomfortability is because that person is not safe. Mm. But really what's going on is you know that doesn't align with your values. Feeling that that person is not safe doesn't align with what you really believe Mm. from within. Yeah. So it's then, you know, recognizing that the way that they might be reacting is because of stereotypes and generalizations yeah. or um, the unconscious programming we have from things like TV shows and movies, mm-hmm. which is like so hypnotic in the way it yeah. conditions all of us. News media, music yeah. and any kind of pop culture stuff. You just need yeah. to walk, you just need to, like the other day I was walking through the mall with my family and I just had a look at all the pictures of people throughout the entire mall mm. and they all look the same. Yeah. It is a non-inclusive space for our whole community. Yeah. And that's what we're taught, that that's okay, that's okay. And if something is different from that, that's not okay. Mm, Yeah. So if you're part of the the non-marginalised group in any space, wherever it is, and 
you notice or perhaps you don't notice because you're in the non-marginalised group that it is not an inclusive space. Why is that important for you to, to be aware of? It's important to be aware of because I think deep down in our core we love each other. We really do love each other and we support each other and we and we want everyone to feel that connection and that love. Uh, and when we're not aware, when there is exclusion happening, it hurts us all mm. because... Everything, so in my in my belief system and in my culture, we understand that everything is energy and everything is, is vibration. And so if, and everything impacts everything. Everything has some kind of impact on everything else. Yeah. So if we are in these spaces that are low, low, low frequency or not giving out very fun or nice energy, yeah. that will impact us ultimately. Mm. not a nice way yeah when you are putting people into boxes or looking at the differences and not feeling safe with other people you don't feel good it's not a nice feeling Mm. it's and it's very powerful not nice feeling as well and this is one of the reasons why You see this tactic a lot in politics where they push the fear of difference of other people so much because it's so powerful and so, so strong. And they're using it in the opposite way it's meant for. Mm. But that feeling of being so strong is a strong indicator within ourselves that we're going in the wrong direction. I don't like this. I'm not aligned with this. And what we're taught is then we need to push away, but that's not the case. If we pull in and lean into that and accept that and start going, okay, I'm going to go in the other direction where I become more aware of what's going on and more aware of these people and looking at how we are similar, how we are connected how we are safe with each other, that then brings you into a more aligned state of being. You don't feel that strong fear. You start to go the opposite way where you feel strong connection and strong love in the total polar opposite end of the scale. I love this because this is what um, we've spoken on the podcast in the past about the way our mind works and about how we've been conditioned to look for the things that we don't want or that we are scared of or afraid of. So our Mm -hmm. mind is so great and conditioned and just ready to look for all the things we don't want. And so that's what we see. But there's Mm -hmm. all of these other things out there. There's the abundance, the love, as you spoke about. There's there's evidence for anything we direct our mind to. So when we direct our mind to those things, things, we then have a different experience. So I love the way that you've said that. And the other thing that this made me think of is if you're feeling that um, those feelings of not being safe or this yucky, really strong feeling that doesn't feel great to experience it, it's very likely that your body has experienced that feeling before. And I would um, 
bet that it's probably also feelings that you're used to feeling when you think about yourself or in relation to yourself. So I was just thinking if I'm feeling that sort of feeling, asking myself, okay, where is this coming from? Can I redirect and have a look for how I am safe in this situation or where there is love and connection? And then sort of taking myself home and maybe asking myself, where have I felt that same feeling before? And how does that show up in my relationship with myself? Mm -hmm. Um, Just thinking of the way that you talk about starting with yourself and then starting and then creating inclusive spaces, but it's starting at home. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And something that's really, you know, those feelings are to be honored as well mm. so to feel those feelings to feel the, the the everything that it brings the fullness of those feelings because those feelings are speaking to you it's a communication to you of what's going on and so what I love doing is I love journaling so if you're a journaler you're going to love this um if not you can you can do this in your head or however way you like to process process these things but you can ask yourself you know where is this coming from so you can kind of link okay I've got this this is the situation I was in this trigger happened and where does that come from what's the story behind it because often we have these associations um, which are attached to these things, these these little triggers that didn't actually even happen in those situations, but we attach these other stories of what could happen or what has happened or we start thinking that we can predict futures and all kinds of things like that. What is the actual story behind that triggering? And then you can look really start to look at it and go, okay, is this real? Is it true? Um how can I reframe this in a different way? How can I look at this um, and and put it in a positive light? Mm. Because in reality, every single situation has two sides to it. So it just depends on what side you want to look at. Yeah. Um, and it's a really beautiful way of looking within and understanding where these things come from. And quite often you will find the story might not even be your own story. Yeah. It might be a story that someone else has given you. You haven't even experienced this, but they've told you a story and now you've taken it on as your own um, and you've kept it. Another thing you might find is that it is given to you from society's opinions mm. or concepts and it's not necessarily something you even believe in but subconsciously it's there so prevalently and so strongly that you have these feelings come up mm-hmm. even though it's not part of your conscious belief system. Yeah. And another thing too that you, you will find is it doesn't align with your value system. It doesn't be- align with your ideal ideologies of who you are, what makes up you, what you want to create in the world and how you want to show up. And so this is why you're getting the not nice feelings happening. It's because it's not aligned with you and your beliefs. And I want people, that's why it's so important in this work to really get to know you, get to know exactly who you are, love all the good bits, love all the little quirks, you know, um, love all the things that society doesn't necessarily want or love, um, 
it's it's about loving the whole of who you are, loving your values, understanding how you work and how you operate. And then you start to look at things like what is your culture? And every single person on the planet has culture. Mm. Um, What I find is that if people are unaware of what their culture is, it's often because they haven't had to continuously fight for their culture, their right to practice or be or exist in their culture. because the way you are in your life and how you live is not how everyone else in the world lives. It's, and that's a strange thing for some people to hear that, that, you know, we don't all eat with knives and forks and we don't all celebrate birthdays and um, Christmas isn't a thing that everyone celebrates. And, you know, watching sport on TV is not a worldwide thing. So there is so much stuff that makes up our culture. So when we start to really look at, what our culture is, we can start looking at our heritage, our own lines of culture as well, and looking at, you know, the different rituals and practices and ceremonies and what makes us connected, what connects us to other people, what connects us to the planet. We're all, we've all got that sense of place. We all belong somewhere. And um, and, and when I say belong somewhere, I mean we all belong to a certain land. Mm. Uh, we all have a, a special place that we belong to and we all belong to each other, but we all have in that big, beautiful group of people across the whole globe, we also have our little communities in there too. Mm. But what inclusion is, is those whole people together, and even though we recognise that we have smaller communities in that, it doesn't then automatically pop us out of the big group and separate us. <laughs> That's a great way to look at it. I love that. And can you explain what a sense of place is? Because I feel there will be some people who don't really understand what that what that mm-hmm. is. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear. Yes. So in my culture... We have in Australia, so a lot of people here probably are unaware, we have many, many countries in Australia. So in, in the, on the westernised map, it's seen as one country, but in terms of my Aboriginal culture, there are so many countries. They each have their different borders. We have different customs and laws. Um, we have different skin groups and clan groups and language groups and so many different things that make up those countries. It's um, And they're very defined. They're very different. So you will definitely notice the difference in the different, um, different countries that we come from. And we know that we belong to that country. We don't, we don't own it at all. It is a custodianship. So we belong to this land. We are responsible to this land and its care and sustainability and conservation. That is our our thing. This is where we come from and when we pass, we will go back to this land. Now, everyone on the planet has a place where they belong as well. They have a place and I'm sure... If you're listening right now, there's a place popping in your head that you go, you know what, I feel so connected to this certain place. Mm -hmm. And you may not have ever even been there before, 
but you feel so strongly connected to it and you want to be there and you dream of being there and you you long for that land Mm. that's a place that you belong to Um, but I don't want you to feel that if you're not there you're not on your land Mm. Um, you know the the place where you belong because the land everywhere welcomes everyone Mm. <laughs> it is it is here to care for us and nurture us and love us and so if you are someone from another place and you have come here the land welcomes you here too and this is something that one of my elders made sure that we knew definitely that the land welcomes all people mm. all people yeah so the land is inclusive yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what our culture is based on. Yeah, and abundant. It's based mm-hmm. on abundance. Yeah, absolutely is. And we see how everything is connected to everything because in reality we all belong to the same land because the land mass is all connected. Mm. Yeah. These Just things like, we like are. <laughs> yeah, the things like these um, borders and you know, um, restricted areas and you can't cross different borders and stuff there, they don't actually exist. Mm, yep. These are yep. constructs that we have come up with in our own minds. We're all connected in some way and we have um, our connections are through our song lines mm. and through and those song lines are part of it. it. It is hugely complex. Our song lines are massively complex. They're multi faceted, multidimensional type things. Um, and they also speak to our relationships with each other. Mm. And so when you have a relationship with land, you have relationship with nature, you have relationship with um, family and your kin, you have relationship with uh, community members and we're all connected in some way. And that's a beautiful thing about those is when we understand our connection to each other, then we can really start to also bring in that inclusion as well. Mm. So something that we do a lot in our culture is we don't say, hi, you know, my name's Louise and I my business is blah, 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 or I work as a coach or whatever it is. We don't talk in that way. We, so I would address myself as my name's Louise and I'm a Wadawa Noongar woman. And um, this what this country here, Noongar country here that I'm on, is my grandfather's country and my great grandmother's country on that side. And then my other my other country is um, Wadawa country, which is north of WA, and that is my great 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 grandmother's country. And um, we talk about. All of those my, my my grandmothers, and we talk about the different lines and the families, and then. We go, oh yes, I know that family. Or yeah, I know you. You're my you're my niece. Or um, yeah, I know that family. We're connected through this way. And we look at how we are connected to each other. Mm. And when we have that connection with each other, that builds a sense of trust and understanding between each other as well. Because when I know how I'm directly linked to you, I can start to trust you and look after you and you start to trust me and look after me and then we have this caring um new relationship where 
it's about love and inclusion. It, and it's just so different. Like if you go to a networking meeting <laughs> or something and you go, oh, you don't even know the people's, you can't even remember their names, you know, let alone something that sticks out with them. But when you go to um, our meetings that we have, our Aboriginal meetings, it is so beautiful and it's so deep. And you remember everyone because you know how you are connected to them directly. Mm. Yes, I love how this is looking for the connections rather than looking for disconnection. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was really hearing from you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I also love how you mentioned it's about being the custodian of the land and not, yeah. you know, the land belonging to no one. It's a custodianship. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I belong to the land. Yeah. The land be- owns me. Yes. Not the other way. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. And so what does custodianship mean, like, in your words? I'd just love to hear your take on it. For me, so I think with custodianship you also have to bring in um, our totemic system as well. So as a general overview, custodianship is about um, that commitment um, and honour of obligation to care for that place Mm. so this is why you see a lot of aboriginal people protesting a lot of things like mining companies um construction um they might be protesting to uh look after certain water systems or animals or plants and that's because we have this and I say beautiful obligation or gift of obligation or gift of responsibility because Mm. it is absolutely an honour and a gift to have this and to be able to serve the land and care and nurture the land. Um, We do this because that's what our custodianship involves Mm. and we do this voluntarily. We do this no matter how much it hurts, no matter how much pain it brings, no matter how long we have to do it for, we do it because we need to. It's part of our role to care for the planet, which then in turn cares for every single one of us. Mm. We understand how the systems of everything works in nature and we understand when it is disrupted in certain ways, how that can have huge devastating effects on everyone Mm. and everything and so that's the big picture kind of look at custodianship but then there's also um you look at your totem systems so we another one of my elders talks about where the carers of everything and he has a beautiful carers of everything story and that's what exactly what we are we're our uh, us as people We are here to care for every single thing on the planet. We are the carers. Mm -hmm. And when we know what our totems are, we have a direct role in the protection of that particular thing. Mm-hmm. And so when, and and this this also comes into, I'm sure so many of your, your people listening too will feel that um, sense of purpose Mm-hmm. Like we're all here for a reason and this speaks directly to that, that we are here for a purpose, we have a soul mission to be here and that speaks to that. And when you really 
get to know yourself and understand who you are, you then understand and know what you're here to protect, what you're here to care for. And then you can start to do things and live in those ways that care and fulfill those purposes. Mm. Oh, I love how you've tied that into purpose. Everybody will love hearing about that for sure. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'd thought about caring for the land and and caring for our relationships even, also needing to be something that starts with ourselves, knowing Mm -hmm. how to care for ourselves as well. So it's so beautiful that all of these practices link us back to ourselves Mm -hmm. and back to uncovering who we really are before we put on all of the layers. And I really thought before when when you're talking about that, um, the journaling, the word that came up for me was it's a form of cleansing, you know, so it's beautiful when, when we are triggered or, and we have those reactions that we, that aren't aligned with our values because it's brings you the opportunity for awareness that mm-hmm. there is like a program operating unconsciously that is actually going against what you consciously and well intent and intend to believe in how you want to show up in the world what you actually believe and so if we're able to sort of recognize those areas of misalignment without shame or without beating ourselves up for oh my gosh I'm a horrible person because I've had this reaction and rather look at it with curiosity and see okay this isn't something that I'm actually aligned with nor do I want to continue this pattern And so now I'm aware of it and I can now choose differently. How beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I love how this can come up, these triggers with all of these different relationships you've just taken us through with the land, with ourselves, with each other. You know, and I love the fact that you've brought those things up too, you know, um, and not talking about shaming yourself or feeling guilt or or anything like that um, in association with it. Um, so something with the particular style of work that I do, I don't think I have ever come across anyone that delivers um, consulting or coaching or inclusion and diversity type stuff in the way that I do. I am not here to shame or guilt anyone in any of their thoughts or beliefs they've had. I'm not here to convince anyone that the way I do things or the way I think is the right way. I'm merely here to share. And if it aligns with you, then you can walk with me and I will help you and I will guide you through that. Um, There is so much guilt associated with the mistreatment um, of marginalised people and Aboriginal people particularly and Torres Strait Islander people particularly in Australia and the Torres Strait. And that's... That link and feeling of shame and guilt stops people from taking action, from learning, from listening, from connecting, and then working out how we can start creating the inclusion, how we can start innovating new, beautiful ways that our culture can be more inclusive and create more equality and things like that. It is those yucky feelings of fear that you will be shamed you will be guilted you will be made to feel like you're a bad person if you step into these spaces and I'd love your listeners to definitely know if they follow me that is certainly not something I ever 
intend to do, want to do, and consciously make an effort not to do. Because it's not about feeling bad or guilty about the things that have been. We can't change them. I fully want people to acknowledge the um, extremities of what has happened. Um, There has been some horrendous, horrific, traumatic, terrible, terrible things that have happened and I am not taking away from that one single bit. But what I want to do is say they happened, we know they have happened, we do not agree, we totally um, condemn that kind of stuff happening and now we are going to step into our own power of who we are and take steps to make sure this never happens again. Mm. it's about claiming the power because when you're sitting in that guilt, when you're sitting in shame and fear, that is those lower frequency vibrations where you feel powerlessness, where you don't know what to do, where to go. You are fogged with um, your brain's cluttered with fog. You don't know where to turn. Mm. So once we start clearing that away and start removing those lower frequency stuff and start moving up, into those higher frequency states where we're feeling, even if it's even to a point of just feeling neutral, Mm. we can start then going, where do we want to go? We've got more clarity. We can start to say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to start listening to this this person who speaks about this particular thing and learn. Mm. And it might be uncomfortable and I might hear things that, um, don't feel very good, but I'm going to allow myself to sit with it and be committed to listening and taking in what we call in, in um, Noongar language, dani. Mm. And so that's da is tongue and ni is listen. So your tongue is listening. And it's a big concept about deep inner listening. It's listening to someone and the whole essence of them and the essence of everything that they're saying without automatically coming up with some kind of response in your head or having a knee-jerk reaction um, or trying to respond with the feelings that you feel. It's about sitting with those things and processing them and then coming to a conclusion afterwards. So it's about that kind of stuff. And then you know what? When you start listening to people who are in this public space or talking about inclusion, they will give you prompts of things you can do mm. and then you t- you go from that listening space to then moving into okay let's start doing a little bit at a time let's take one step into doing action what can I do within myself to start creating more inclusion and then we get a little bit bigger once you feel more comfortable confident about yourself and your place in the universe in the world in the place that you are in then we can take another step Mm. and then we can start doing, okay, well, maybe in your home, what's one thing you can do? What's one little tweak in your language that you can use that you can um, be a little bit more inclusive? What's one little tweak in your business copy you can do to be more inclusive? What is, you know, there's just so many different ways you can do it, but let's just take one step at a time and let's start removing that fear and shame or guilt about stepping into that space, that in, that learning. Let's start the learning process 
and then let's start taking those little action steps afterwards. Mm. I'm so glad you mentioned this because I think that's one of the biggest um, reasons for resistance that our minds come up with, which is uh, it feels like there's a million things I need to change. Like when when mm-hmm. you get to that moment of recognition where you start to see, whoa, there's there's a lot of things that need to change here. It can feel like, and this is with anything and everything as well, it feels like I've got to do them all at once. Yeah. But it's really about just just like when you start a business, you know, it feels like it's an overwhelming huge task or writing a book. Um, it feels like <laughs> it's huge, but it's one step at a time and recognising that though that each step is significant and amazing because yeah. they, they yeah. build on each other, don't they, and they get you into mm-hmm. momentum. So really seeing, I guess that's like taking an abundant perspective as well at what you're doing, like really seeing what you're actually doing to shift rather than all of the things that you still need to work on and do. Yep. The, yep. The and you're creating, you're creating those ripples of inclusion. Mm. Just like in a pond, you create just a tiny ripple. But you know what? If everyone's creating tiny ripples, that pond is going to be moving. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, I love that visual. That's so cool. Okay, so Louise, we've jumped ahead on and gotten into such an awesome topic. I would love to share a little bit with our listeners about how you got to do this work that you do today. Like how did you get to where you are? And I know that that answer is could go in lots of different <laughs> directions and take a very long time, but just what comes up for you today um, when I ask that? Well, that's interesting. I need a cough as soon as you ask me that. It is, um, look, it is huge. And it's, I, I'm indicating it's, a, it's interesting because I want to cough because it's around my throat chakra. Mm. And so that's around communication. And so I do, um, I still do have a little bit of resistance around sharing this kind of stuff. Um I'm totally human, totally raw, totally human, um, still going through all my journey as well uh, and it has been a long, a very, very long one. So in reality, my journey started from childhood, you know, from as far back as I can remember and as far back as I could define my own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've experienced a lot of discrimination. Um, I know a lot of you can't see me, but I am I I identify as Aboriginal and I always have identified as Aboriginal, but my appearance is my Scandinavian heritage, which is um very fair. So it it has always been really interesting growing up and and listening to the way other people identify me mm. was a real struggle because when I was younger it wasn't, I didn't identify in a certain way. I was just Louise. That's just me and I'm all of me and that's that's just it. And that's how children think and that's how children feel. Uh, but I find it, having to identify and define yourself with certain labels happens a lot earlier for people who are marginalised, who people who, who do belong to different racial groups because they have to start doing it from a very, very young age. And I found this to be quite damaging to me personally because then I started to look at, well, then am I different to everyone else? 
I'm the only one that identifies in this way. How am I different? And why? And I start thinking, well, why does that matter? Oh, it must matter because it seems to matter to everyone else. Mm. I started noticing noticing things like in my school community um, that my people and my culture weren't celebrated. We weren't talked about. There was no, not really any room for inclusion in those spaces. Uh, but there was what I now like. When I went through it, I couldn't really understand. I couldn't articulate it. But now I see it as totally tokenistic um, forms of celebration. So mm. you have like your NADOC days or NADOC weeks and Harmony weeks and all those types of things, but they only show up once a year. Mm. And you're celebrated. Your, your people and your culture are celebrated during that time but no other time throughout the whole year. And in my, in my child mind, I kind of thought, you know what, I'm invisible. In these spaces, I'm invisible. They can't see me. I'm not valued. But when you start then having days of celebration where you are celebrated, that told me, wait a minute, I'm not invisible. They know I'm here. They are ignoring me. They are purposely excluding me out of the community. And so that had a really big impact on me and my identity. And I have struggled a lot growing up, um, you know, defining my identity, who I am, how I fit into society. Uh, And on a daily basis, I experience racism and discrimination. I see it. It is everywhere. So, and especially when you become aware of them, Mm. it becomes so much more prominent. And so that forms a big part of it. But also part of the thing that, that got me on this journey was I've always loved people and connecting and helping people. I'm, I'm a natural coach. I'm a natural teacher. I'm a natural guide. Um, and I'm very compassionate and have so much empathy. So that all those kind of things that come natural were, were just born into me, made part of it, and I just always knew that the world needed to change. I was totally dissatisfied as a child at the state of the world and how it treated other people. I'm going to start crying in a second. <laughs> and then and then I I grew up and then I kind of went, you know what, I can totally handle this. I don't, I've, I've grown through it. I've felt the pain. I felt the rejection. I felt like I haven't belonged. And I've got to this point where I'm an adult. I can, I can push through that. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to change anything. I'm okay with me. But then an interesting thing happened. I fell pregnant with my first baby, <sighs> which changed everything. Because then I started to go, "Mm, I don't want my baby to go through that same struggle that I did, to feel that same pain, to feel that same push of exclusion um, and segregation and not belonging. I don't want them to go through it. Mm. And I I went and had another baby as well. But, you know, they are what really pushed me over to say, I'm, as a mum, going to do everything I can in my power 
to try and change this world, to make it so that people don't feel like they're not okay with exactly the way they are. Every single person was specifically designed the way they are. They are perfect exactly the way they're born. What is wrong is the the way the culture of that society is to try and make people believe that there's something wrong with them. Mm. And society tries to make every person in the community believe it's some way that they do not belong, that they're not okay. You know, whether it be race or ethnicity, whether it be religion, whether it be um, the belief systems you have, whether it be um, the colour of your skin and colourism, whether it be um, the, the particular place that you're from, if you're a refugee or not, uh, your weight, your height, the, your hair colour, your, you know, everything, the amount of money you earn, your your level of education, all these things keep telling people that they're not okay, that they don't belong, they're not worthy, they're not good enough. And I'm at that other end saying exactly how you are, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. However you were born to be is perfect. Don't try and conform to everything else because at the end of the day you lose and we lose because you're not showing up as you in the world and you're needed to show up as you in the world because you're designed that way to fulfil your purpose. Mm. So that's kind of where that kind of thing came from and I got into writing and blogging. I do those kinds of stuff. I do freelance writing as well and I love doing live videos and training series all that kind of stuff because I just had so much that I felt like I needed to share with the world through not only my own personal experiences but also because I'm so passionate about learning as well. So about personal development, about racism and creating communities and how we do that and how to create social change where Um, everyone benefits. I'm passionate about all those things. They all kind of came into it. And then this is kind of where it led to. So, and I'm still experimenting. I'm not at the end of my journey. Um, Who knows where it's going to go to, but it's got to be done because you're so worth it. Every single one of your listeners is just so worth it. And it's so not okay to not feel like you don't belong. Mm. Every single person belongs. Yeah. That's beautiful, Louise. And I feel like a pause is just needed to soak in everything you've just said. Your story is beautiful. And I love how you were activated going through that, the threshold as a mother. Mm-hmm. That's really cool for me to hear and I really see that in a lot of my um, clients. I I don't know what it is, but I've had lots of women, (laughs) my clients, who have fallen pregnant during working together and it's beautiful to see how that that threshold, how it activates a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also love that your story really shows how the, the natural um, occurrence, the natural evolution of your story has led you to where you are now through the challenges, through the pain. Mm-hmm. This, like, 
your story is also perfectly designed. You know, we all have to go through the experiences we go through um, because they get us to where we are, you know, in this moment. And it's, and we need to remember that as we continue to live and have other things that sort of go on that we might not think are the best. Mm -hmm. And I love that um, as a manifesting generator, like me, you have all these different interests that have naturally over time all come together to support one another. I think that's really expansive for our listeners to hear because a lot of people who listen to this podcast are multi-passionate and they see all of the different interests that they have and they think, well, I have to choose one and I can't. (laughs) And so they sort of feel like they're, they're stuck where they are, like in that indecision of what can I choose? But I think your story really shows us this organic evolution into everything. It's really about really owning all of you and how it all comes together when we do that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And when we do own all of us, that's where the power lies. That's where the attractiveness comes from that's where the magic happens is when we start incorporating all of us and not thinking of ourselves in two-dimensional ways Mm. that we're we're only this or we can only do that it's just it's that's the way that's the old thinking that old thinking is gone the earth is up leveling um in terms of her own uh energy She's going through her own evolution and expansion as a planet. And part of that expansion means that we are on that roller coaster ride or that wave with her. Mm. And those masculine ways of thinking where there's only one direction or there's only a straight line with things doesn't exist independently so I'm not going to say it doesn't exist at all it doesn't exist independently where it has a lot in the past that masculine energy has got us through and and has created what we have got to today but as a collective we are stepping into a whole new level where we are now now starting to embrace the feminine energies mm-hmm. and so my culture is based primarily on feminine energy and so it's all about um, circles and evolution and things rotating and going around and around and around. It's part of the natural process. It's based on nature and the way everything in, in nature works. And so when we have both that masculine and energy, masculine energy and feminine energy working harmoniously together, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is just that's the sweet spot. Mm. So, and I'm I'm assuming a lot of the people who are listening are business owners. Yeah. If you can get that sweet spot of having that masculine energy harmoniously working with that feminine energy, oh, I tell you what, your business will just boom. Everyone will love and want more of you. <laughs> it's so true and yeah, it's that that is really what I feel like is part of my mission here is really to um, to help people really find that balance within themselves between that masculine and the feminine. And I think it is also something that as manifesting generators like comes a little bit more naturally um, with that balance. So that actually brings me to a great topic because um, 
with working with the masculine and feminine, this is what working with our cycle is all about. It really easily shifts us into being in our feminine in certain ways, being in our masculine and working with the balance in different ways throughout the course of a cycle. And Louise is also one of my beautiful clients and I am also one of her beautiful clients. <laughs> I'm just calling it's myself. A cycle. <laughs> it is. It's so beautiful. And so I wanted to talk about while we're talking about this is how what your experience has been working with your cycle. Um, what that's really, how that supported you in either in both life and in your business. Well, working with my cycle, I think, has been the thing for me, the thing that I was looking for. I just knew that uh, the that that masculine way of doing business just wasn't clicking with me. And I've been in business for quite a while. I've been in business for about eight years for myself. So I did have another business beforehand, and this is this is really a baby business now, my new business. Um, but you see, I've, I've done work on myself enough to be confident enough to now step into it and be okay with whatever happens. But I did really want to, it to be a holistic thing. I don't want to be a two-dimensional business where uh, it is not me in it. So it had to include me. It has to include my my natural cycles. It has to include the things that I believe in. It has to include my values, the things that I stand for. It has to include all of those things, all those parts of me. So I think adding my cycle into that really helped me on so many different levels. Uh, it, it has helped me in business because it is allow, allowed longer periods of time to do things. Mm. So I love that I can sit in con- contemplation and receiving for, for you know, a, a week. Mm. And then I love that I can get like really hammer into getting everything done, doing my to-do list and ticking off things for a whole week and then moving into really focusing on building community and um sharing stories and knowledge and communicating and you know all that stuff I love that it has allowed me so it's essentially what has done for me is it's given me the space to give myself permission Mm. to do whatever I need to do based on my body my needs my soul's needs and whatever it is saying to me it allowed that space because it needed to come from me. That power was from within, but I was restricting myself. So that whole process and the cycle has now given me that whole space to give myself permission to just be me in my own business and not have to live up to anyone else's ideas or concept of what a business should be because mine is completely unique to me. And I can feel now when I'm transitioning into different phases Mm. and I can understand by how I'm feeling what it's time for me and my business to do. So it is really hugely intuitive but it's so, so self-aware. I listen to my body and I listen to my intuition which ultimately has 
been amazing for my business because so often I was just like chucking spaghetti at a wall, hoping something would stick or, you know, sitting up late at night trying to complete a project or get all my list of to-do things done and it was just killing me. It's mm. it's stressful. It's painful. It's not an existence that I want. It's certainly not the reason I created my business. I created my business for freedom, mm. to create that space where I can be with my family, be present with my family and a space where I can actually help to solve some of the problems that I saw everyone just putting Band-Aid solutions on. So, yeah, it is, it's just been huge for me working with my cycle. It has been a little bit confusing sometimes. Because <laughs> you still have those expectations stuff that happens. Yes. yes. Uh, so it's interesting when you reach those points too where you go, well, I should be feeling this way today. Mm. Um, based on my cycle and it doesn't happen and then you have to kind of sit back and go, hold on a second, this is not how everything works. I have to just listen and see where that takes me. So it's been, it's been great. I love that you mentioned that because it's it's so true and I always feel like you know our body is always back to the body again our body's always talking to us mm-hmm. and the first rule is always like allowing our bodies to lead almost that's what I really heard from you as you described mm-hmm. working with your cycle I just thought whoa this is beautiful that self-inquiry allows you to lead with your body and your energy. And that's what creates sustainability and sustainable businesses. Yeah. And so, but then we will, we'll get into a pattern and a groove and find the way that we sort of work and then we'll schedule things based on that. And then it won't go according to plan. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really annoying at the time, but it's just because um, our mind is what wants that comfort and familiarity and mm-hmm. but how we work as humans, like with the way we introduce ourselves, is that it always is changing. Mm-hmm. So it's so beautiful that like to have that, to know what the patterns might be, but then to also allow us to be in the moment with exactly where we're at because there's so many things impacting our energy every day. So mm-hmm. I love that you've just like given space to recognize that that's a real thing and it does happen yeah. and it is, yeah, we feel frustrated when it happens, but it's. Mm-hmm. And there's the right time for everything. So again, in, in my culture, it's, there's the right time. And in, in Western culture, this can be really, really difficult to work with because it's not based on time the construct of time or the paradigm of time. It's not, there's there's no such thing as dates or, you know, it's two o'clock in the afternoon or anything like that. The time is right when it feels right. Mm. And as much as you expect on this date to, you know, transition into your, your inner autumn or whatever, that's not necessarily the right time. That is this construct that we want to box ourselves into to have that security of, um, you know, building kind of like an assurance of we know what's going to happen next. We can predict what's going to happen next and that makes us feel safe and secure in that. Um, But you know what? Everything is constantly changing. 
There is security in knowing we can't control everything and predict everything. And once we can allow for that and trust that everything that is happening is for our best and greatest good, then you can really start to go, I don't actually need to control this stuff. It doesn't matter if I know what date it's happening or not because I can feel it within myself. I can feel it within my body and I trust that those energies or the universe or whatever um, word you use for that kind kind of thing is here to support me and doing the best for me. And then it creates space in our minds, in our in our souls. We don't have to hold that. We don't need to be scheduling those things in. It's just part of us. And then when we create that space, we can create more stuff for ourselves that's more beneficial, things that allow us to be more us. We don't need to be timing things at all. Yeah, wow. All the minds out there just like exploding. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, time is a human construct and we we beat ourselves up like in, in business um, I see this all the time. People um, beat themselves up because they haven't reached a goal by a certain time and, like, we, we're, we've we all done it, let's be honest. And, uh, yeah, and or, like, a project hasn't happened to a certain timeline or we haven't hit a goal by a certain timeline or we wanted something to happen now but the ducks haven't, like, lined up so that it can happen now and it hap- mm-hmm. ends up happening later in a much better yeah. way. And yeah. there's all this stress around it. But if we just trusted that everything's going to happen in its own time and at the right time for it, you're so right. We create all of this space for other Mm -hmm. more intentional things and to align with our values. Yep. And if you look at, um, you know, the limitations we have in our own minds, we can't possibly understand all the complexities and all the little bits and pieces and events that have to happen in the world for that particular thing to happen. We can't even comprehend the complexities of those things. Mm. So I think if we allow that complexity of um, making all that magical divine stuff happen to get us to where we need to be, allowing that, giving that to the universe, that's for you to deal with, not for me to deal with. This is what I want. This is what I want to achieve and I'm going to take some, these are some action steps I'm going to do to make it happen. But making it happen is totally your thing. Mm. You just deliver it to me and I'll be here to receive it. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, that's how easy life can be and it requires self-trust and trust of the universe. Yeah. Which is um, which is hard for our mind, but it's so magical mm-hmm. when we like experiment with that. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, Louise, I'm conscious of the time, so we could talk forever, and yeah, I I guess could. we'll just have to have like several podcast interviews over time <laughs> sure. on all of the topics. <laughs> I would love to know, you've been a member in the Mistress Mind, the Holistic Business Mistress Mind this year. Mm-hmm. What has been, like, how has it really helped you along your business journey? And feel free here also to, like, let us know any, like, highlights within your business journey so far too. Okay, highlights in the Mistress Mind. You know what? I love the connection that you build with the other people. That is probably one of my most favourite things Mm. um, that you can 
show up exactly as yourself. We can talk about our struggles. We can talk about our wins. We can celebrate or we can, you know, we've we've laughed together and we've cried together. Like we've had some real, real low days and where we're all just in tears and we've had really, really amazing days where we feel like we're, we're so excited and so happy and so, you know, just just everything is amazing. Yeah. We can go through all that stuff and share, be able to share that without worrying about anything like, oh, this person is just showing off or, mm. um, you know, this person only wants to talk about themselves and their experiences. And it's a beautiful space where you can just show up and share and support each other. I really, really love that. And I love the fact that you can share some of the things that you've been struggling with and you automatically get support. And there's also the opportunity for everyone to share solutions as well or ideas or and it just creates this new thing and you start thinking about business in a whole different way. There are not just, there's not just a, a you know, a, a problem to overcome and then there's one solution. It's like, Maybe that problem wasn't even a problem to begin with. Maybe it's just your mind playing tricks with you that it's actually a problem. Or maybe there are these so many different solutions that you've never even thought of before. And that's why it's so great to have input from other people in those things. And another reason why diversity is so great because you have so much more that can add into that, so many more ideas and experiences um, I absolutely love it and I absolutely love the women in the group. Mm. Uh, they are phenomenal, like, wow. And we're so human. Mm. We're all totally human, amazing businesses, successful businesses, um, but we all have our struggles. We're all people and we go through the ups and downs. And I think it's a wonderful place to be able to go to be that humanness and not have to feel like you're showing up as a business. Mm, oh, that's probably the best thing you could have ever said. Uh, just you can be you, yeah. you know, and you yep. are in your business and you need to be taken care of. And that means having spaces where you can show up and be like, I don't know what I'm doing here yeah. <laughs> or, or like today I just feel horrible. And i got to mm-hmm. say like observing and being in these spaces, in the in the different spaces I've held, those days where where well, even if we were all feeling like the energy's not great and feeling sad about something or something's happened, they actually make for some of the best conversations we've had. Yeah. And I think we think that it's only when we've got great things happening that we have um, these amazing opportunities for learning and conversations, but actually, it's it's the it's the realness yeah yep the authentic authentically showing up yep the rawness of it yeah beautiful thank you louise i love that it's brought it back to connection which i feel like is is the theme of this whole episode mm-hmm. connection and all the ways that we connect to one another ourselves and and where we live as well or where we feel like we belong to beautiful yep. Yeah, and you know what, just looking at all the different ways that we connect is so beautiful. If you can, if you, if you, if you belong to a certain group, you feel like you identify in a certain group, 
that is so beautiful. But then you can look at another group that you don't necessarily identify with. And I promise you, you will connect with every single one of those people in a different way, through a different identifier. So we all belong to each other um, and it's important that we we have our groups, we have our communities that we feel safe and loved and valued in, uh, but it's important to also not then push away other groups as well. There's just so much, there's so much, like I can't even explain all the different ways that we can connect and share and love each other and celebrate each other. It's just amazing. Amazing. There's so much stuff. And look, I'm and you know, in my business, you know, it could be through coaching. It can be through mm. having conversation. Like I I love just jumping on lives and doing like little information things or reading my blogs or um doing my online courses or whatever, but there's just so many ways. And I really want to encourage anyone who's out there who's interested in learning about inclusion in the most beautiful way, in a way that I will support you and guide you um, and nurture you through that process because I totally understand it's hard. Mm. It is hard. You know, you're, you're looking at yourself and having to go within including yourself, working out what that actually means, looking at your cultures, looking at the way you do things, the way you think, looking at your um, your your value systems. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's a lot of personal stuff and it can be deep and it can be hard. But then it's even hard to then do that out in public mm. and showing that out in a public space and then not feeling like, oh, I feel a bit silly doing this or do people think that I'm just being tokenistic or are people just feeling or, you know, people, do they think I'm just performing or am I virtue signalling or mm. it's then putting it out into the public space and then being comfortable and confident and supported in that space as well. Um, or, you know, you, you don't want to be involved in conflict and things like that. I support all that whole process and I, and I teach about how to handle those situations, what to do. And I would never push you beyond what I feel you're capable of ha handling. Some people I might say, go and do a big massive post on racism and let them know exactly how you feel. But then other people, well, I'll, I would never yeah. ask you to do that or suggest you do that because that's not where you're at. Maybe I'll just say, maybe just come up with an acknowledgement of country mm. and just, just, just pop that up. Or maybe you could just share something that someone in the inclusion and diversity spaces has shared. That's yeah. just a little thing that you can do. So it's really, really oh, just amazing, amazing. And I can't wait. I'm actually writing a book. It's incredible. I was hoping you would mention this. <laughs> yes. Look, and this is one of those things that I just, I didn't force it. I didn't make it happen. I put it out there. I said, look, I would love to love to have a book. And in the most unusual, um, magical way, I can't even explain how it even fell into my, my lap, but um, a publisher got in contact with me and they want me to write a book on this and co-author with other amazing women. So it's going to be a co-authored book. It's going to be sharing amazing stories. Just, wow, 
It's incredible. I'm mm-hmm. so just celebrating you so much. And I just wanted to say one of the things that I love about Louise and her approach to inclusion and diversity is that loving, abundant approach that you take to it in looking at the topic in that way, in looking at every person you encounter in that way and the way that you teach. It really, I can feel your love and your heart behind it. And the other part is you really do take an intuitive approach to every person you work with. So that's why it's not one size fits all. You know, you, you work with them in the moment and give them what they need and what's coming through for you. And that allows for so much co-creation and collaboration and like beautiful ideas that you could never have like mind thought up to come Mm -hmm. through. And I think that that is, yeah, it's unique and beautiful. And, oh, and the other thing that I love is that is your focus on on ourselves and loving and accepting ourselves and creating that inclusive space for ourselves first and foremost. So I just want to say thank you for sharing you and thank you for your journey and your story. And thank you for showing up and being a supporter in this space because it's helped me so much already. I love working with you in all of the ways that we work together with one another and it's incredibly inspiring and I still have so much to learn and I'm just so grateful for you and the way that we magically connected as well which feels (laughs) like such a beautiful unfolding. It really is it really is you could not explain how that that happened and that's that whole trust in allowing the complexities of everything that happened allow that for the universe that's that's their stuff. But yeah, absolutely beautiful. Look, I'm look, I'm beyond honored, honestly, to be able to have this conversation with you, to know you. I'm so grateful. I love everything you do. I love the way you do your business. It is so um so beautiful. And the way you do it is you really honor and value every single person as an individual. And I feel like you make people really open up their eyes to their own amazing individualness, <laughs> individuality, and make it so okay. Mm. So you already you're already creating this amazing inclusive space in your business. Mm. And I'm sure you can see by all the people that follow you and, and love your work and are working with you that you're already creating that diversity through that inclusion. Absolutely love it. Totally 100% love your business. Everything you're about, love you. Yep. Thank you, Louise. I love that you say that and I really feel, yeah, that's so true. And as you've spoken today, I've really seen that. So thank you so much. One final question. Sure. What, What does creating a life that is beautiful mean to you? Creating a life that is beautiful. Mm. Creating a life that's beautiful to me means that I have the freedom to express myself in any way my soul wants me to create it. And feeling like that is completely okay and beautiful. Thank you so much, Louise. Where can people find you? 
they can mainly find me on Facebook. So um, my Facebook handle is Louise O'Reilly dot the shield and the conch. Um, and I'm also on Instagram. So that's Louise dot O'Reilly dot shield and conch. Beautiful. And we'll definitely put the links in the show notes. <laughs> Beautiful. And if anyone is out there who loves to talk about inclusion and diversity and are interested in creating it, I have a Facebook community too, yeah. um, which I do share a lot of free trainings in there and have lovely, amazing conversations as well. Yeah, it's a great community to be a part of. Oh, okay, Louise, thank you so very much for coming on to the podcast. We'll have to have you back. <laughs> beautiful. Thank you so much. So there we have it, my beautiful friends. Thank you so much to Louise for sharing her amazing wisdom and her business journey with us and her experience working with her menstrual cycle and joining us in the holistic business, Mistress Mind. I have absolutely adored this episode and conversation and working with Louise. And I'm just so excited to have been able to share her amazing perspective, energy, and story with all of you amazing people tuning into this episode right now. So if you would love to continue connecting with Louise, make sure you check out her website at louiseoreilly.com.au and you'll be able to find all of the links to all of her social media over on the show notes for this episode at letitiaringe.com forward slash podcast forward slash Louise O'Reilly. There you'll also find the link to Louise's introduction to culturally inclusive language online course, which Louise is very generously offering to all of you here in the podcast community, 100% off. So make sure you check out the link there to sign up for that. I highly recommend you do so. It's so helpful for you, whether you're based in Australia or outside of Australia and and I have found it so incredibly supportive for myself. Now, everybody, if you would like to learn more about the Holistic Business Mistress Mind, our 2021 enrollment will be opening very soon. And there are limited spaces, so you really need to make sure that you're signed up either to my newsletter or to the waitlist at letitiaringe.com forward slash mistress mind to find out about the enrollment as soon as it opens. I would absolutely love to have you join the Holistic Business Mistress mind if you are looking to grow your business in 2021. And most importantly, I would love to get to know you as the beautiful human that you are. And my final announcement for you all is just a reminder that if you would love to join us for our Holistic Business Month this month, the Holistic Business Extravaganza, where you'll enjoy holistic business trainings with me to help you as you expand your business holistically and amazing holistic workshops with incredible special guests to support you to nourish and take care of your beautiful self as the CEO of your business, as well as a private community of holistic business owners all devoted to doing business holistically, then make sure you sign up over at letitiaringe.com forward slash holistic business month and join us. And I cannot wait to connect with you all over there. 
All right, everybody, you can continue this conversation with me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. Take a screenshot of you listening to this episode right now. Tag me on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. We would love to hear from you. You can also join me over in the Holistic Business Community, which is my private Facebook community for women in business who want to do business holistically. And this has been previously known as the Make a Difference and Thrive Community and the Make a Difference soul tribe and women in business we now have a new name it's holistic business community you can find us on facebook or you can go to latisharange.com forward slash community and sign up and we will also be continuing the conversation over there and we would absolutely love to hear from you all right everybody you have a beautiful day and i will see you next week for two more amazing conversations to support you as you create a beautiful life and business Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.